0: You're listening to Lips
1: LA with Scott Lips. Hey, it's Scott Lips, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. My next guests are the indie darlings that started 22 years ago in the early 2000s. Now, almost two decades into their career, they remain as vital and important as ever. They've racked up 10 top 20 hits on Billboard's alternative song charts, as well as over a million records sold in the U.S., they are Silver Sun Pickups welcoming to the show Brian Albert, bassist Nikki Monager, Silver Sun Pickups. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. We get into everything pop culture from Butch Vig to the new album to everything from Black Mirror and beyond. Great people, great conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. They just finished the tour, their sixth record came out last year. I'm excited to bring this to you in just a moment. Brian and Nikki of Silver Sun Pickups.
0: You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips.
1: And now we're from our new friend of the show. Fellas, do you feel like you might want to spice things up in the bedroom? Blue Chew Tablets, just for fun, will bring that added spice and fun back into your bedroom. What's a Blue Chew Tablet, you say? It's a chewable tablet with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. The difference is it costs just a fraction, it's delicious, and you don't have to deal with going to the doctors and having that awkward conversation with them. It's as easy as going online, speaking to a medical provider, and they send them your way. Use my code for a free month supply. Go to Bluetooth.com, use Lips, and you pay only 5 bucks for shipping. Do yourself a favor and bring back the fun into your bedroom. And now back to the show.
0: You're listening to Lips L.A. with Scott Lips.
1: Uh, Welcome you to the show. Spin Magazine's Lip Service, Brian Hi. and Nikki of Silversome Pickups. How are you? Hi, very Good. good. How Thanks are for you? Us here. Thanks for coming. It's great to yeah. see you. Just got off tour with our mm-hmm. friend Paris Jackson. That's right. So sweet. Yeah. She's right. the best. She was on the show not long ago. How was the tour, Holly. by the way? Oh, that's
2: nice. She was. She was. Um, you know it's fun? When it's. I don't come into Hollywood that much. So lately... When uh, I take certain lefts and rights and hills, I start feeling like a ke- like a teenager, <laughs> right. and it gets me. L- I get like a little goosebumpy for some reason. Like, ooh, I'm in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting yeah. enough, yeah, do you live in Silver Lake. I I live in Eagle Rock. I live in Outwater. Okay. But I grew up in We did live in Silver Lake. (laughs)
0: I'm
2: an L.A. guy. I like
1: it. Okay, so the show is a little bit about the history of the band. Obviously, six Mm. records in. (laughs) Sort of like, this is your life. We can get into all kinds of pop culture. We were just talking about The Last of Us, by the way. Oh man, One of the greatest shows ever on TV. Well,
2: it's just, uh, we have little hangouts and we've been on tour and we came, I came back and my wife Organized a couple of friends. One of my friends actually worked at Naughty Dog. The the who invited me to when they were making Last of Us twelve years ago. I got to go to the the their offices and look at it a little bit. Amazing so video, yeah. I've been a fan since then, and um, t- it's 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 hard t- to convey to people who don't know anything about video games. Uh, that you just experience one of the best narrative experiences of your life, and the second one buckle up everybody because this <laughs> Us part two is insane and narratively uh just so daring and so upsetting and wonderful, so for them to make this show and it be so close to the actual creators of the game, and then the person the head Craig Mazel amazing, I think who's a huge fan of the game to see it actually playing out and having people around me that I love experience what I experienced in the same fashion is so exciting how that close
1: is it to the original exactly, script exactly exactly yeah the even end, the love story that in like the third episode everything is pretty that
2: good. no that's hinted at that it's it's almost like everything's expanded that's a little changed but it's all in the same vein of it like that that's more because you are Joel and, and Ellie mainly Joel you can't really disappear from that point Mm -hmm. of view so you come in and um and bill is alive and it's sort of a different outcome but because you can't get that story but you pick up it's more tragic the bill and frank (laughs) thing but it's the same kind of thing that's his partner and and he was in love, but yeah, it's really wild. By the time you listen to this, by
1: the way, the finale was last night, (laughs) but I'm sure when this airs, people have already seen the finale, Uh but we don't want to necessarily give away. I'll
2: say this, though. uh, There's a scene in the first, it really was something. The uh, opening of this last Last of Us episode, did you watch it? No, you didn't watch it. I wanted to watch it last night, but I fell asleep. the, (laughs) The person that you'll see in the cold open, you'll know what I'm talking about, is the is Ashley Johnson, who is Ellie in the game. Like the actors from the game are in the show. Oh, and they give nice. great roles. And the meta stuff that goes on with Ashley Johnson, you hear her voice, her voice is Ellie. Having Ellie in the show, f- for Ellie, it's, it was like some other level of like, I can't believe how good this is.
1: <laughs> so, you already know about season two. You yeah, went, Yeah, buckle up, everybody. <laughs> You're going to be pretty
0: pissed off. <laughs> He's been playing The Last of Us theme song for years yeah, now. Yeah, amazing. If During I our show, do a little break, I'll it does, play it. But now it's interesting now that norm- more people know the show, it's yeah. like more yeah. people get excited. Well, it's massive when, now. Yeah. yeah. So, it's,
2: it's a little, it's so, I've never been one of those people that wanted to strangle a band. Like, you know, we used to have friends that was like, no, I don't like this band. And we always, thought i wish the world would hear this band you know we wouldn't go oh now i hate them because everybody knows <laughs> <I would've given laughs> who's one
1: of those bands by the way because for me it's jellyfish which oh, not uh, a lot of people know i my saw favv-
2: jellyfish with black crows my favorite band i maybe saw them ever. in they're santa good. barbara yeah. years ago i want to dive yeah. into jellyfish again oh, my God. honestly so they're good, good right? so good
1: underrated by the way
2: jellyfish yeah 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 wow i uh, i remember jellyfish at the, the Greek Theater opening up for Black Crows, just like I remember Red Cross, like seeing right. Red Cross for the first time, and the same exact kind of thing. Like, oh, wow, I really love this band. In fact,
1: I think Steven from Red Cross might have been in Jellyfish. I think so. I think so, I yeah. I think there's a little crossover, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so is there a band like that for you that we like, one of the mo- you know, underrated band that no one really knows that's sort of under the radar?
2: Uh, mm, that you wish would be heard? Like yeah. a new band? Yeah. As I as opposed was thinking to gatekeeping them I guess. Right? Radar, like, like Radar
0: Brothers are oh, friends okay. of ours that sure. I always thought were the best well, they're, band. Yeah. They're my favorite band mm-hmm. and I and Yeah, I, back in the day there's probably
2: yeah. a bunch. I think Sparkle Horse.
0: Oh is yeah. A great band I, too. I think yeah. that's
2: an interesting legacy that I don't see. Like we were talking about that. The modern bands, there's still time, you know. So I don't have that kind of relationship with it like, oh I wish. I always think like I hope people, many people hear this, but they still have time to, to be reach on the uh, rise, whoever yeah. they reach. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not like uh, about successfully being popular. It's just more like you want people to hear art that you like. Yeah, and if you know if they don't, whatever. But it's always exciting to, when they do. But bands that I think I mean about that had huge impacts, I always think about ones that have huge impacts, but I don't hear that much. And I always think about Ten Thousand Maniacs as mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah, I just like wow. Well, every time we play that, like backstage, when we made those mixes and stuff.
0: Right, Every time right. a
2: 10,000 Maniacs song comes on, people react. <laughs> either right, a, they good. ask me who it is, because yeah. they like it, or they go, I haven't heard this in so long. And I think, how is that possible? Like, where where are they? Yeah. Well, wh- where is that in the ethos, you know?
1: They were pretty huge for a moment. Huge. Yeah, well, they, they had were. a huge
2: unplug that yeah. was, like, one of the biggest. Divinals is another band mm-hmm. I think about that everyone knows I touch myself, but yep. they have su- she's such a good singer. Yeah, she's great. I mean, it was great that... Sinead um, O'Connor.
0: Kate Bush came back to such a yeah, forefront yeah. not I that she was underrated but that she that came became so popular again yeah. So. yeah
2: she was rated I guess in my mind but I, I guess I never would have assumed it would have crossed over that large but then you think about it and in the way kids take music now they don't care when it was made uh-huh. or like that and so <laughs> you're gonna it's almost unfair of every single song in the world on the popular radio to go against running up that hill because yeah. you have no chance <laughs> i wish i owned the publishing to that it's song. the coolest song <laughs> it's one of the best songs of all time yeah. but yeah should, i love
1: the fact by the way that you love pop culture brian because i feel like we could speak about that i know that you're into black mirror fast oh, yeah, and the yeah. furious mirror, harry Ooh. potter saw so
2: on fast and furious, I mean, fast and and furious and is <laughs> more like a funny <laughs> yeah. people explain that because we it was a yeah it was like a almost an art project that our friends and Christopher, our drummer, and our friend Mike from England and Hamford, like uh, we just decided to we were sick of everyone telling us that people that we liked that those were decent or fun. And we thought that can't be and so we just made ourselves watch them all in three two days and it started grim because they weren't fun. <laughs> and then they, and then then they some, got their own jokes. Something and then happened. Well the or at least rock some shows of up. <laughs> And there's something fun about The Rock knowing this is so stupid, <laughs> and he's winking, and it becomes like real stunts that are actually pretty amazing. And there's also something fun about Vin Diesel thinking this thing rules, right? And so watching them, him not get it, <laughs> is something else. But I will say we felt dirty after, like we felt really weird. Like we all woke up after it was all done. And looked at each other like, "Hey, you all right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we still we had fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah ride or die, you know." <laughs> I'm gonna blow your
1: mind. There was uh, a period of about, I think it was about ten years ago. I had a company where we managed actors out in L.A. and we mm-hmm. managed Gal Gadot. Oh back Ooh. when she was in the Fast and Furious, she's the uh-huh. best. No one knew.
0: Oh, that we, oh, this we was did. Gonna, yeah, he kept talking did. about. I, we didn't know. <laughs> we and did. God we bless. We
2: right? were like Gal Gadot is Gal Gadot and Han. Yeah. We, those two were it. The men, the amount of backflips they had to do to keep <laughs> okay. Han in that. Like the timeline of Fast and Furious is so funny
0: because every, every,
2: <laughs> every one. At some point,
0: it doesn't seem like it matters. They're like, no, you know, it you doesn't. Get. But it is hilarious because
2: he's, they, every single movie they're like, and then he's gonna go to Tokyo where you assume he goes get killed. But then they go, oh, next one he comes back, he hasn't quite done that yet. And so it's like we're all in like 2002 technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's another ride at Universal. <laughs> my, I just took my son to Universal Studios. He's seven, and he's. The, you know, the Fast and Furious ride is something that you have no choice. You have to just be on. Yeah. Because it's a part of that. It's part of, the, um, it's part of the tour. It's part of the tour. It's part of the tour. Love son, the tour. My son's <laughs> just like, what is this? Like, Fast and Furious is, is it just dancing girls? <laughs> and like helicopter i'm like yeah i guess so <laughs>
1: <laughs> is jaws still there or they yeah. need to redo yeah, that because yeah. that was really looking a little I bit i think cram- king
0: kong is gone yeah, though no king, Kong's king kong is there. still there he, he
2: was really excited about king kong and jaws because he loves the jaws music
1: but jaws wasn't looking too realistic the
2: last time i went it
1: looked Was a it little... looking
0: the first time
2: you went <laughs> <though>? <laughs> it looked like they needed to redo it a, <laughs> little bit. a piece of me feels like that's part of it is is yeah yeah because he thought it was i think it was palatable for my son that it was so fake yeah and that made it fun you know what I mean? Because if it looked real, it would have been scary or something. Yeah. If it yeah. looked real, it wouldn't be Jaws. It would be, yeah. uh-huh. it would be like, <laughs> right? It would be... That's how something. Jaws looked in it the movie. It right. so. was <laughs> Just one of those, like, The Mag or some weird shark movie. <laughs> Although, to be fair, yeah. back when I saw it years ago, I thought it was real. I mean, it looked real to me. I never so. thought it was real, but it, did, it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, when I, I... You knew things weren't real. Like, my friend's father, when I was really little... Was a wor- now when, now that I'm older I understand like he's a working actor like you know he had he he made a living as an actor he'd show up in these weird movies like Masters of the Universe and play a lizard and stuff <laughs> play a lizard and he would do the voice That's of Snoopy you know Aww. and um he played the wizard in this stunt show in Universal Studios for Conan the Barbarian sure I went to that yeah so we got treatment. We would get backstage and see this dragon sitting down here and see, like, Red Sonia walking around and the guy who was, like, you know, Chippendales dancer playing Conan. And they'd scratch our heads, you know, little kids. And even though I saw all that, you know, and I knew that guy, when we'd get up front and the show would start, It didn't matter to me that I knew that it was fake. It was still representing Mm -hmm. things that were freaky.
1: You still believed it. Well,
2: it's just like, ooh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that shark wasn't real, but it was scary still.
1: (laughs) We could do a whole podcast on Universal Studios and the history of it. It's fascinating. It it really is. It kind
2: of is. is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is really strange, and they're they're doubling down on screen rides. Like I have to close my eyes so much on a ride, mm-hmm. cause, like it's sick.
0: Harry Potter. I,
1: I got to revisit it at some point. But take me yeah. back to the beginning of the yeah. band, the early two thousands. Well, we met at Universal Studios. <laughs>
0: yeah. What about the time we the car was open from Back to the Future and we got into it when we were playing the uh, a show there? And well, our we friend
2: Mike was in town too. We did this. Didn't we talk about this comedy Bang Bang?
0: Maybe. I think so.
2: Where you? A friend, Mike, from England is in town. He's not a stranger to Los Angeles, so he knows that, you know, it's not, a, 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 you know, it, 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 uh, the myth and stuff, it, it, some of it is there and some of it's not, but th- he flew in and we were playing Universal Amphitheater, which was where Hogwarts is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he just landed and he wanted to come hang with us and he... Uh, very in LA way, just thought this is hilarious because a just random back to future DeLorean is in the parking lot because right. Universal is just like, I don't know, put it there. Yeah. Mm. And it was, we just opened it and we're hanging out in it. <laughs> 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 we took pictures. <laughs> and that's and how like, the band began. Was it was excited, a full that's working band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where we said, let's do this. And we went 80 <laughs> miles an hour. Um,
1: actually, the legend goes you actually met, both of you men on a plane.
0: Yeah.
2: Pretty yeah. much. In a way, yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah. 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 Nikki Going to
0: uh, England, we are both a part of this exchange program in mm-hmm. Cambridge, England, and then now here we are.
2: You were from, she was in Orange County. It was a real, you know, it was a real, <laughs> real uh, Capulet and <laughs> Orange, <laughs> he you were a kid from Orange County, I was a kid <laughs> from the Los Valley. Angeles. <laughs> you were stealing
1: liquor, maybe, you,
2: there was
0: yeah, yeah. liquor Nikki involved. Nikki was taking Well, of at the time, uh, we were under 21, so it was an international flight, so they we're giving away the alcohol, but not if you were for the purpose of this podcast. Yeah. You were 22. I was 22.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. You were, you were. Well, no, it was International Waters. International, <laughs> you can be 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were, yeah. You didn't get, you weren't given any because you were taking.
0: I took. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's Your fun. little hand kept reaching out, and I just thought, oh, that's an interesting person. <gasps> you know. So you
1: meet on this plane. You're stealing mm-hmm. some liquor. Mm-hmm.
2: We were basically a part of this. An interesting moment in life that i think ends up being a very big uh, alters your your world a
0: lot of people we met on that plane we're still friends with yeah
2: you met so we met some really good people and we're also now living abroad which was the point of it i think that was the point of our my parents and maybe your parents like just saying yeah this is a good way to cheaply live in europe and see the world you know and and do some Take some classes, and you have. We had a class with a, um, a teacher from King's College in Cambridge. It was in Cambridge, England, and it shaped probably everything, you know. Because before that, you, you know, we, I didn't quite know.
1: Were you Anglophiles? Were you into British music growing I, yeah, up? Yeah, I, I, w- um, I knew.
2: I knew. I
0: I I was <laughs> interested because I had gone on a um, exchange program in high school. Stuttgart, germany and i was like oh i'd love to go on another one of those and i feel like i just decided one day and then saved up all all my money and then i was like let's just do it because i was going to community college at the time and Mm -hmm. i was you know just kind of like i -hmm. wouldn't say drifting but i just didn't um i would say drifting (laughs) have a focus so i was like this is it seems like a great opportunity and then yeah that's how we uh and then our our schools just happened to have the same program that combined. Mm-hmm. So, what um,
1: were well, we you listen to musically both of you growing up?
2: Everything, like like at that at that moment.
0: Yeah, at that moment. I remember I brought two CDs. One was Dinosaur Jr. and one was Jesus and Mary Chain. On that. <laughs> but at the time we were listening we just started listening to radiohead because we ended up seeing radiohead at a small club there yeah when we we were just like oh I've heard this song creep yeah, like so that's like, like oh, oh my god well, it was the Ben or, or it was mm-mm. my iron lung, EP. iron lung EP they had an EP mm. that came out Ben's right.
2: about to come out wow.
1: By the way, back when they were a rock band, because then they went a little electronic. Well, it was
2: it's the same. It was it was the same. Like it was mind blowing. Anything that happening now with radio, like when we see Radiohead now, it's the same. It was exactly like seeing that band in that two hundred person club in Cambridge before the bends. Like whatever magic, it was there. Just you know, it was. We were just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I couldn't process it. It was so
1: good. I still consider those two records two of my favorite records of all time. I mean, obviously. I'm i am a big... Okay,
2: Computer. Yeah, I'm a big fan events. of them, The Smile. We just saw yeah. them. It's like, man, right. it's just... just Johnny Greenwood looks <laughs> the same. Yeah, he but does. But anyway, like Cambridge is like a, a pretty small town uh, surrounded by the college, more like a New Haven, Connecticut kind of vibe which is perfect for us to run around and has borders and things. And then London is about a 45 minute train ride. So it's just all of a sudden we're unleashed here, you know? And you, yeah, I wouldn't say I was an Anglophile, but I loved a lot of British bands. Mm-hmm. I think at that time I was yeah. a real big Lush fan, mm. you know? Um,
1: Pulp and all those bands. Love yeah. Later, yeah. I love Pulp later. I think yeah. Pulp
2: I got later, mm. yeah, but um Val- Miley Valentine yep. I and PJ Harvey PJ Harvey hey did you see Oasis
0: no I wanted to at yeah. the Cambridge Corn Exchange you were a big U2
2: head though I remember
0: I did like U2 I and they were you
2: know. they were a hole in my I didn't know them but we laughing because Nikki said she was going to go to ireland to go see them <laughs> and she went to their restaurant and she did I see did them see the edge. <laughs> she was
0: so nice i'm like By the, way, nah. the nicest guy i know but it's guy. cute that he was at like their restaurant yeah. or at their like hotel or whatever i'm like oh my gosh. she went to ireland
2: i saw him. i don't, <laughs> I don't want to
1: name drop but i did have dinner with both of them once i don't think bono said a word to me but the edge and i spoke for like three hours and Aww. it was incredible careful. i don't know why i didn't connect with bono careful but. what you wish for <laughs> yeah.
3: hey
1: listen at the time you, I connect, didn't to ed- who you connect you get what you get and you don't get upset i think the edges daughter was working for Apple at the time oh. and I was like asking oh. him all these secrets I was like do you think he could tell me about the next iPhone he's like she doesn't even tell me like mm. I'm yeah. her dad I don't yeah. think she knows yeah. was,
0: like, nobody knows <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anyway so you went to see you two you meet and then all of a sudden did you feel like there was a kindred spirit Friendsh- soul thing going friendship. on friendship yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah his his exchange mom was the mom of my exchange mom so there was a little family well, we just stayed thing. close you know yeah. stayed
2: friends and then when we all came back here it was like being ripped out Neverland we're just at home and and we all had you know I was like living with now my girlfriend at the time and now I'm back at my house <laughs> in Japan. what happened you know and then uh, when we start migrating out of our homes we all sort of start living together and at that time Silver Lake was very cheap and full of bands and full of art and that's where we uh, migrated when we lived in the house together
3: and
1: even the name came a little bit from like a run to uh-huh. an, you know, like a liquor store. Yeah, right, we so. lived
2: above the Silverstone liquor store. Um, and when we started screwing around making music, we needed a name. And I remember at the time I liked the idea of Beachwood Sparks and things that had a little <laughs> bit of a, uh, uh, it sounded Related. a little bit like a gang, like a little bike gang or yeah. something, but but also just on its own could just mean whatever but if you had an answer for it it's just kind of the location you know and, and so that's we named ourselves that pretty right on right away so we're stuck with it i love the
1: fact that you started playing around and even people were bringing you cds of your music later on (laughs) here's some bootlegs here and (laughs) you're like maybe we need to record something
0: because well at that time too we would go to spaceland or silver lake lounge like almost every night we were seeing new music we were just sponges big scene there yeah and so it was the perfect time for what we wanted to start but we were getting so much information just from so many different eclectic bands in that area at
2: the time um my sister's four years older, and so I, I had a little bit of a window into Los Angeles's scene, you know? Being like a little kid going to a no-bozo jam at the Whiskey <laughs> right, or something. I think I played <laughs> some of those. Yeah, back. remember <laughs> that? It was like yeah. 30 bands, yeah. and they all, all pretty much are... W- if you squint Versions of Skid Row And yeah. stuff like that <laughs>
1: right. like, and Well I was in the band With the singer of L.A. Guns I don't No know way yeah. so yeah. That was like My first band in Hollywood So we Aww. used to play With Jane's Addiction
0: L.A. Guns yeah. opened up For everyone I saw yeah. them I think I saw them With the Scorpio yeah. So L.A. Guns yeah.
2: has a song That I feel like Is very underrated Called Over the Edge Yeah That's off song. of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Hollywood Vampire yeah, is that yeah, it? It's yeah. also in the movie Point Break. Mm-hmm. I love that you know that by the way. It's <laughs> such a good song. It's part <laughs> yeah. of our. It's part of our mix. It's part of our. Sometimes I'll DJ that song. Yeah. It's so cool. It's I don't know. It gets me in this weird vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. L.A. Guns is underrated.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, because um, you even went through like a Motley Crue phase, a mini phase. When I was little, or, like or, I, yeah. I, you know,
2: you d- who didn't? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you. When when you're little, you just and you start making that pivot. Everyone likes music, mm-hmm. but then some people pivot and they start really liking it in a different way, you know? you wanting to like live in it and become, um, I don't know, it starts to define you in a way, you know? Or you think it does, or it's part of your armor. Um, and so for in the beginning, it was through my sister, who also liked Depeche Mode and stuff. It would be like Motley Crue and stuff. And Dr. Feelgood, which was my first concert. If you don't count New Edition at Disneyland. Or I the count chipmunks, that. The <laughs> chipmunks, Why wouldn't you count that? Chipmunks and the Magic Flute <laughs> at, at a forum? No? You count that? At the that? forum. Do you count oh. that? I don't know.
1: I mean, I think yeah, so. I, I think we, we can that. count those. give you yeah. three
2: things, my friend. <laughs> and you tell me which one you like. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. It's my first concert because they are all right. Chipmunks and the Magic Flute at the Forum. New Edition at Disneyland on Tom Sawyer's Island. Or Motley Crue, Dr. Phil Good at the Forum. I'm going to go Motley Crue. Okay. What about you,
1: Morgan? I don't know. We have to Chip say. Up. Chipmunks. Chipmunks, okay. Dude, yeah. they it just have a, it a, was a, a concert, concert <laughs> to me. They have a quartet <laughs> in the back singing, and then they just beat it. It out. was
0: a rock concert to me. I was excited. <laughs> yeah. I
1: also introduced Nikki Six to his wife, so I'll take no. credit about. So there's a lot of uh, a Tell tentacles Tell Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> coming out here. But uh, anyway, so you see meet, you form the band, you start playing out a lot in Silver mm-hmm. Lake. And then early on, I, yeah. I love the fact that you were sort of fighting what was going on. You would get calls from labels and even Q Prime at some
2: point called you. Are like, yeah, uh, let's put those, those people can go no. to our voicemail, right? We just didn't. Th- it was hard for us to like. We were so lucky to be thriving, like, be doing playing shows in this area in Los Angeles. And again, kind of talking about before knowing about L.A. It, at this exact time at that area, it was very and not. Unconsciously, uh, consciously, it just was, Los Angeles has a very strange, weird, rigid scene that is, w- the clubs are outdated in their ideas. It's all like this, I, this thing that's not even like around. And there's pay to play, and mm-hmm. the are rude to bands, and this goofiness that really just cuts out anything interesting. And then, of course, all that does is leave this vacuum for everything else to be able to thrive in this part of los angeles with which was like the eastern part of los angeles right so there's all these ramshackle clubs everywhere no pay to play none of that stuff and the, and the community of people that live there who are not playing music are people that go to those clubs to hang out like the friends yeah, coffee they, house yeah they don't bands have are just nights. there so they start just recognizing and knowing songs just by going to have drinks with their friends you know what I mean? That was around the time of Elliot Smith, or a little bit yeah. earlier. Yeah, that was probably around the yeah, time. Yeah, right, we right. saw Elliot play a bunch in just like little shows, and so like there's this. But the
0: club promoters, like they had these great like residencies and free nights. Like free they nights. just were trying to get people down, and so it just and became this place where everyone would go. Yeah. People would
2: eat at coffee shops that had your your band poster on it, and so it just. Became this little, and Community. then Indy 103 was around, yeah. you know, and KXLU obviously playing stuff, but you couldn't really get it. And like but Indie 103 would spend a sliver of their time playing local bands like Giant Drag and our Micah's mm-hmm. band. And, and so all of a sudden, you, you have this almost like almost economics like the way this thing works. You have this station that has a loyal following in this area that's playing local bands that don't even have really records at these clubs. So it's feeding into the whole thing, and it's thriving. You know, all these clubs are... Sold out and packed and stuff. And there advanced. was a, a
0: local record store that our friend yeah. Todd owned called Sea Level, and he would sell our CDRs where you know they wouldn't really be sold at other places. CDRs, I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also Amoeba Music Amoeba, that right. still exists today, uh, but I met they a would guy, also a yeah at my friends.
2: <laughs> I want to tell you this at my friends uh, at my my son. Well, I guess my friends' uh-huh. kids' birthday, but my son's friends' uh-huh. birthday, a birthday party for oh, yeah. our kids, and. He was so nice. He does a bunch of music, and he was like, Yeah, man, hey, I remember you. 2002, Sunset Junction. I have your CDR. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. We had, and he's explaining to the me the CDR. Tree was like, that was so yeah. amazing. Is so that like, the one yeah. the you used to put videos in there, too? Or because there was one no, like CD we didn't that you that could. I don't have that technology. technology. I don't think do we do? had
0: any videos <laughs> on
2: that one. So, anyway, we were just all of a sudden playing music and, and, and uh, playing shows and trying to f- figure out what we were doing because we were just part of that community and we, it, was just, it just it didn't occur to us to like sell anybody anything or, or try and record or we were so baby stepping trying to figure out
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, what this was to us Elliot changed that in our at least in my mind by him asking us to open for him in uh, at the Henry Fonda that was a huge step for Rilo us. With Rilo Kylie, who yeah. we were friendly with, then became more friendly with over the years, felt w- wild, you know. Because
1: he's seen the band and he was a fan of I what think you he were was doing. He's
2: just like he's a nice guy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if even if it <laughs> was like uh, yeah, he he just he was just not. We had friends in common, you know. I would never claim that we were close in any way, but he was a really lovely acquaintance. You know, he s- did. My friend brought. Up, we would sing Stevie Wonder songs in my backyard. And stuff like. <laughs> it's just that kind of vibe. Yeah, He's yeah. such a sweetie, and so good. <clears throat> when he, you know, when he was on, he was on. Mm-hmm. But that was like what? And so we just did it best we could. It Was and the first
0: time we heard ourselves in the monitors. Like it was, it was an actual sh- like. It was just like let's
2: yeah, get it's through. a big show by it the was way. was a big your, show. As, yeah, you
1: know, one of your first shows.
2: Well, this is one of the first big shows. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah we've we been, been playing, playing shows Cubs. for like four years. <laughs> oh, but, oh, okay. <laughs> no, so we no, got together no, in 2000.
0: About, when was that? Uh, two, it was 2002. That was 2002. Yeah, so, so I think yeah. that was about two years in. Your yeah. first big
2: show. We yes. Say, yeah. Uh, easily. Yeah. And um,
1: It's funny because that scene was sort of the antithesis of what was going on on the strip, right? On the strip you had... Earlier, you had all the hair bands, and then I think the Silver Lake scene started as
2: sort of a result yeah. of the non paid to play I realized that people yeah. were mad. At <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to Sam Ash or something here, and I had my... I had to get a pedal or something, and I had my... My grandfather was a prop man, and, and he worked on, like, Viva Knievel and those kind of things. He knew Evil Knievel. <laughs> so I had his old shirt on, and this guy, this guy who looked who looked straight out of... um like like um, Slaughter or something mm-hmm. and he was just like looked at me and he said you look in Silver Lake I said, "Oh you said yeah I do he goes yeah you look like you do <laughs> and I was like uh oh <laughs> it's you almost guys, a fist fight with so the band ma- like. I was like no, we're not at war with you <laughs> man. You, guys, you guys have held the gate so long <laughs> yeah. keep it but it was like, a big
0: trek to come out out, out to uh, we used to always joke about side. Silver Lake deck. <laughs>
2: we like these bands uh, it got to a point where bands from Hollywood were punching and beating each other up to try and get a gig at what when they walked into the Silver Lake Lounge went what is this He's like where's yeah, the stage yeah. like what do yeah, you want this not is not what we stage. do <laughs> <laughs> We're barely in stages you know it's funny because back
1: then actually in the late 80s there was a bunch of clubs a club called the scream that mm-hmm. I used to play a lot heard, Del Gloria yeah, I've heard a lot about that one yeah that that was sort of the Silver Lake scene it was a yeah, yeah that was before because you had that one you know the Sunset Strip scene and then you had mm-hmm. the Scream. And then you had at the Park Plaza Hotel downtown Change Addiction, a lot of bands played there, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but early. Life, does it feel like it's been twenty two years at this point? Does it feel like it was yesterday?
0: It does still feel like yesterday, but you know, I don't think we would ever thought, oh, we'll still be playing twenty three years later. But
2: or think we that are. Now. We
0: never thought mm. like what you know. We're just doing it. It's yeah. about and the present. Time has passed, and here we are. Present tense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
2: it's all sort of about definitely, you know, and that's basically. Why you make records, right? Yeah. It's not about what happens after; it's about what you're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And shows—that's why shows are so fun, yeah. right? Because it's like, what is this one going to be like? And that's why I like attending shows, and that's why I like playing them. Because I'm like, for about four an hour and forty-five minutes, what this is going to exist, and it'll mm-hmm. never exist again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're all part of this thing, and and it keeps you very present tense, and that's what it's about. So we, uh, to think about. For us, it was very difficult to think about f- the future, which eventually we did, like you said, because hearing a bootleg of you meant that people want something. <laughs> right. And if you, <laughs> they do want something, it shouldn't be this. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when you, re- you actually recorded Lazy Eye, I think people said you had hey, the demo version. Yeah. Was uh, maybe better people than had the demo. Ideas. Oh, well, people we got always got yeah. yeah, People always <laughs> give advice. That's my <laughs> advice to fans. When people ask us stuff, I always say, hey, listen, if. You're going to get advice from people And just smile and be like okay (laughs) And just go Just don't think about them And if people get rubbed the wrong way That's great Like you totally Don't want to You want people to feel Off Put off by you they, doing like, they, they can doing like something. the
0: demo i yeah. like demos better sometimes than just because it's like what's oh, where, where your heart's at <laughs> yeah, you're like oh. oh yeah our demos <laughs> are definitely better no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember somebody in particular that we were close with sitting backstage she, she actually pulled me aside to go into the room at a club called spaceland sure and um she heard uh our version our first ep pykel it's called and had a song called Kissing Families on there and she after the show made it n- a nice person made it a note to have to pull me into the room to tell me that we ruined it. <laughs> 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 and it didn't hurt me. Who was that person? Oh uh, she's nice. <laughs> uh, it didn't hurt my feelings because I just got so much to that that we were just like uh-huh. whatever I, I don't know. I, we would get we would take advice from people not in the way that they thought. Like yeah. We would watch them operate and go, No, dude, this <laughs> is like yeah, you're you are actually helping me, but you don't know why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even early on, you signed to Dangerbird, and I'm yeah. sure a lot of people mm-hmm. said you, you know, go with the major because you're gonna go with a small oh. label. Mm-hmm. What was your thought process there early on?
0: Um I think that uh with a more major label they would have taken more from us or just danger birds like we'll give you all your publishing which is actually what they should do you know like (laughs) but it it just uh came together at that time where they we we liked what they were doing so we decided to go with them and they were local and not by i mean we've always been about like help like doing things within the community um, and being local, so it just seemed to be the right thing at the time. Yeah,
2: we didn't really have a lot of examples where we thought that that would work, you know. Um, um,
0: we thought they would understand, you know, they'd I, understand I, it us. It sounded too. like
2: a death sentence, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, honestly, and Nikki worked at Warner <laughs> Brothers too, so it was sort of like, I'd see you it. You never yeah. thought about Warner Brothers as a no. potential.
0: Oh, no. I mean, people from Warner Brothers would come to the shows as friends. You know, but I didn't, I never, like, was pushing us to be yeah. that because i It I've, just
2: seemed like, imp- we just didn't seem.
0: We were never trying to sell ourselves to other people. Yeah. We were just yeah. trying to, like, <clears throat> make something that we were happy with. And,
2: and it just when we would, it's not like they were coming knocking. But mm-hmm. when they did come knocking, it was always like, you, there's something we can do with you, you know? Not sure what it is yet, and we just wanted the free dinner <laughs> <laughs> and, and just thought we're not going to do anything because honestly, we're not capable of taking <laughs> it's like it's not even like uh, we're not, I don't mean any offense to you, major label. I just mean, I think you wouldn't like working with us because we go, oh, that sounds cool, but let us get through this first because this seems to be what we have to do. (laughs) And if you told me how to do it, I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Uh, But we can't literally take direction.
0: And we didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. We had had some friends that, you know, their albums were getting stuck up and things. Like they were just like lost their. Album oh, because yeah. it was not an, being put out. I because just an we, Are
2: you happy for yeah. me? No, man. I'm actually very <laughs> afraid for you. And then they're painting the. You know how.
1: The common misconception, the b- bands used to get these advances for nope. whatever, uh-huh. $2 million, bad, dollars, bad. and people don't know that they had to pay them back. Bad, bad, bad. So they wouldn't make oh, money for yeah. years. Bad, but bad,
2: bad, 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 bad.
1: But <laughs> safe to say, by the way, when you got the call from someone like Peter Manchin, Cliff Bernstein, were you a bit skeptical? Because at that point, they were managing the Chili Peppers and Metallica. Oh, yeah.
2: We were very skeptical. Well, yeah, I skeptical think we is not even the right word. Didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, at that, you put point, it a voicemail. At that point, things were really rolling along in a really away that was just so surprising we were just touring and touring and touring and things were getting bigger but we didn't think about it because it was just so much of the same like and it was hard and we had somebody that we really liked um you know or we just knew and it was getting hard for us because we were really doing a lot of it you know we were really delegating most of the stuff that was just coming at us and we were getting so exhausted and they called and we just thought we said no right away because we thought same sort of thing like Metallica and Schleyber. I was like, what, what is that? Yeah. No, we no offense seen those things. It's just a different world. We didn't the Metallica
0: see documentary. I'm like, Oh, they're so cute in that. Like, oh, you oh, did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band are Cliff and Peter? Cliff <laughs> oh, and Peter. Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> in <laughs> it. I <Yeah. laughs> yeah. who Cliff was. <laughs> yeah. but I, it's a great documentary, know, about them. Oh it. my God. It's so good. Uh, it's so powerful. Like good that Metallica yeah. actually put it out yeah. because it doesn't always show them in the best light and it's like really good. Um, but yeah, well, no. It's looking. It's funny looking back now that we were like pushing them off. I'm like, oh my gosh. It was not purpose? Like a it great just thought. Like, <laughs> what is
2: that? You know. And then our our lawyer, who we have had forever, we love her. We still love her. And she, um, we used to just have little meetings where she'd write things on pizza boxes to explain it to us, like <laughs> how the Zen the, diagrams. The bizarre, like once yeah. right. things started to have to hire people, which we didn't <laughs> understand what that meant. Diagrams of like, well, wow, this is <laughs> how it We're works. Like, what it's that's a weird
0: it's 200% of that, <laughs> yeah. Pepperoni, uh, cucumber, yeah. It was pretty wild. <laughs> and she just
2: said, These they they are people that don't reach out, and at the end of the day, just meet them. And I'm very glad we did because what we thought we would meet is not who we met. We met people in a crappy office in Times Square. The guy had an In N Out Burger t shirt with a stain on it, and he wanted to talk to me about all this cool music that he loved and we, lo- we immediately li- liked these people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No BS in any level. They're not, they don't f- fluff you up. Sometimes I wish they would, <laughs> but I think they're not allowed in our backstage <laughs> they gave, anymore. They gave us e- each, a, <laughs> they gave us each
0: a piece of chocolate when we signed saw Yeah, it, it was just them. so no free one chocolate. No free well, well they, they probably did that dinner, too. but it was just yeah.
2: so, I don't know. It's, the, uh, Cliff Bernstein in pr- all, both of them obviously but Cliff Bernstein in particular his music philosophy and ours was very great I mean honestly uh, to the point where they've never meddled in anything we just have never had people meddle yeah. with us uh-huh. uh, they it's they just don't Or, or and I think it's maybe because we just can't be for good or bad it's just gonna come out this <laughs> way you know the only and and um they just leave us be and just want to know that we're, are you making things? Cool. Mm -hmm. We'll hear it when it's done. done. Like they don't don't even want to hear it during. They're they're like, don't send
0: it to us until. Well, they'll
2: hear it to know that we're doing it. (laughs) 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 But other than that, we just have so much freedom, you know? And I think it's more like they just recognize that's how we operate. Yeah. Again, I think it's just because we don't know. We wouldn't know how to accept any outside world, you know? Like, when we play festivals and things, that's when we realize what's going on. Right. Like, oh, it's poppy now. (laughs)
3: Like,
2: Uh oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, you know, pedals, pedals are back. (laughs) Kids are like putting stomp boxes back in. But we don't think about ourselves and like what it means in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just Mm -hmm. part of we're just headed uh, of our own little circus, you know. And have our own cir- family of circus yeah. and get to kind of go and like Station Eleven style, just go and <laughs> show up in towns and. <laughs>
1: That's where you're discovering new music, by the way, too. I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. The Ta- festivals sometimes, Java yeah. Festival.
2: Uh, if when we get a chance, you know, like I always uh, tell people, like you can have your map, of what you want, but try not to be too locked into the things you want to see. Like the the best, your favorite band or artist that you're ever gonna know is playing you in. And you don't know it. Yeah. You're going to walk into a tent and
0: Savages is going to be playing. Yeah, and no, Savages Savages. Go, oh, is so game good. over. Yeah. Or Future yeah. Islands. And Gary Clark Jr. I Gary remember Gary Clark Those things are not on there. my.
1: It's like I first discovered Idols at a festival mm-hmm. there. So yeah. Good. Do you know so what, what I mean? Like yeah.
2: that's, if you give yourself a chance to walk around because that's it.
0: You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips.
1: Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots' tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. More importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love it.
0: You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips.
1: Any highlight festivals, by the way, that you played that you were just like? Oceaga is the best festival in the o-
0: world. Yes.
2: Oshiaga. The best. In
0: Montreal, Montreal it's right? It's yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Ooh, you yeah. didn't know, didn't you? <laughs> you didn't know. Ooh-la-la. And I remember when we played, not only was it the best. Where, what city was it in? Montreal. Oh, she got <laughs> it. <laughs> it started raining during Lazy Eye, and then the then the rainbow Somewhere came out, and um that was pretty amazing. But um and they just have wonderful. They have the best food of any festival, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's also. And it's also Mon- they have a lot of great bands it's that the perfect they pick. Size. Up.
2: It's Montreal in the summer. Yeah. And they, they, they 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 it's it's um
0: they swap with uh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Oh, right, okay. So
2: they kind of stay on this weekend. So bands on a Saturday will go on a Friday You know what I mean? Have you played Tokyo yet? That's my favorite place. Yes. Oh, because yeah, we once, did. Amazing, once right? we were just talking about that. Yeah. We'd love um, to go back. We played Summer Sonic. Yeah. 2008 in uh, Tokyo and Osaka. We are still friends, still to this yeah. day, very friendly with our translator. Amazing. She, her name is Yuko. We met her. We, were, we shared a bus with MGMT. I don't know what was going on with MGMT <laughs> at the time, but they were just kind of like in the back, and they're, trying, they're just all sitting like this. And we just devoured our... Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. loved her, nicknamed her Shadow. Because yeah. her name had something to do with meaning of shadow. And so we got along with her so well that... That changed Japan. The, uh, our access to Japan was wide open. By the way, it's all yeah. about the access there. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know the cool yeah. little yeah. bars yeah. and the restaurants. She, it's, we went everywhere, ate yeah. everywhere, as, fu- as much as we could for the little time we had. And it was all due to the fact that w- we had this amazing person with us that eventually moved to Kansas City.
0: <laughs> she would come to our Kansas City <laughs> <laughs> shows. Yeah, a, and then she things. recently she moved back to Japan, and my husband and I visited her when we were there. <gasps> I want to so bad.
2: I want to go play in Japan, but you know it's one of those funny things because people it, it's just so different as you know, yeah you know, it's this festival. We're on at uh, we're at second or third band, and we were on at uh, 11 am yeah, we're like, nobody's going to uh, be there. tough slot We were like, no. yeah, we are
0: yeah, not, we in, Japan. Like, not well, in Japan. well <laughs> like, yeah, you think it would be a tough slot <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just like, listen we we're,
2: we're always happy to be invited to the party, yeah, so if you want us to like oh h- hold the door open. And then we get to go see Spiritualized later. We'll do that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'll play acoustic while you're loading up your stuff, and then I'll go watch a bunch of bands like <laughs> Devo and so. Um, so we weren't sad about it at the time. We were just like, what a funny thing to like. We're like, it's that.
0: interesting. It's so trafficy when we're d- arriving at like 9 a.m. Everyone's there at 10 everyone a.m. Everyone wow. was Anyone who's Amazing. going to the festival it, is every there. Every single <laughs> person at the festival was at the festival.
2: <laughs> at 11. And it was packed. Amazing. And we were, people are were always going, oh, yeah, it's going to be different. You know, they kind of clap. They just do that. And that's not what I saw. Amazing. Somehow they uh, must have studied our music because they learned every song. <laughs> and at the
0: end of the night oh, as everyone was leaving – it was spotless. Everyone spotless. picks we're up their own. Everyone, like everyone brings back their trash. No, at the they, end of the yeah. evening. No, no. no people no.
2: were really crazy. They were jumping around. And no, fun. they
0: were crazy, but like, just I've never been to a. We always see what's, what it's like she, after she a show. She means
2: like the trash. Oh, yeah. The it's trash. So clean there. So clean. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, well,
1: fast zero po- garbage. Zero garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about this all day long, by the way. Yeah, we Let's could. talk
2: about <laughs> okay. how much trash there is at Japanese festivals. <laughs> none. <laughs> yeah. Is is the answer
1: none? None. I was gonna talk about my spinal tap moments because I once played at the oh. Metro in Chicago before oh. it opened. Best I, played, place. I played I played there at like eight there. and the doors opened at eight thirty. I was like, Why did we do this? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh we bigger. played <laughs> we played
2: Silver Lake Lounge at, at when it shouldn't have been open. Right. Because uh our the Scott Sterling who was the booker didn't know Lou Lou Barlow and Alaska were two different bands. He thought, because uh, Alaska uh, would play with Lou yeah, Barlow, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he didn't know that they were two, so he, we were playing after Lou Barlow, which is how I actually met, we met Lou Barlow and became huh. friends, and we played at like 145, but it was closed. And we still <laughs> played and we didn't care. <laughs> Amazing. Partly how
0: we got, in the beginning so much as yeah. i think they it was like we always, do it. we always would take <laughs> yeah. anything yeah, we we'd either be first or dead last but yeah. we were like we'll do it so they always had us yeah and that's we when we got better playing together mm-hmm. it was just like learning at that time you by the way
1: it really worked because you got nominated for a grammy so that's pretty incredible yeah, if we talk great, about yeah. that that's got to be a life You know, one of those moments in life it's almost surreal we're like nominated for a grammy right hmm.
2: Yeah, that, was, that a weir- was nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that was nice. But uh, when you think about it, how do you feel about it now that you
2: have time to reflect on it? You know, it? I don't know. I don't really. You know, I, I, once in a while, people will go Grammy nominated. And we go, I was right. just
0: thinking, actually, last night. Um, that I need to find they give you a little medallion when you're nominated <laughs> and That's it's right. from Tiffany's, it's so nice and I is need it to find it. You it's lost it. It. I no, have it. It's in the garage somewhere. <laughs> but, I have it somewhere but I was there. like, that might be nice to take yeah, you out. You I I just
2: it's again entering some world that is not something that we have any relationship with really beyond the fact that when you're a kid you wanted to see your the band, but I don't know, you know, uh, on TV. Yeah. There was no real relationship with it, especially at that point also, with the Grammys. So we just went, oh, okay. That's, what's <laughs> going to be Also because
0: like? it was Best New Artist, and at that point we were together for like 10 years. Yeah, but I, see, so that's just when we came into their stratosphere. Yeah. But. yeah, but people got bent out of shape
2: about that, and I just thought, who cares? We're just, like, yeah. like, To it, them we are, and uh, well, it doesn't matter. But we were warned when you go to the red carpet, you will, and, and the Grammy nomination, you will now be asked dumb, the dumbest things. Yeah. Like, You are now going to get some real low comedy nominated. Yeah. Like, who's your favorite Hollywood crush? <laughs> That's my next question. And then though. if you actually, well, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, what's it's his Pedro name from yeah. last <laughs> time? Vin Diesel, yeah. I don't know. Pedro oh, Pascal, Not baby. Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The um, Rock, if you're doing
0: those.
2: Uh, yeah. uh, and we did get those questions. Yeah. And... Even when you were cheeky about it, they didn't quite get the joke. Yeah. You're like, oh, really? But the weirdest one was on the red carpet. Um, somebody asked Christopher, our drummer, said, is this your first time being nominated for Best New Artist? <laughs> like, I think that's <laughs> how it Seven works. Seven years ago. Hey, <laughs> I think that's how Best New Artist works. We're not sure. It's funny, I was reminiscing with Matt Pinfield last night about
1: the Grammys. We were talking about the time that Jethro Tull got nominated for like Best metal album yeah, I mean, or Lars something. Lars couldn't get over it. Such a strange... Lars couldn't get over it. Yeah, yeah. it's a strange thing. You
2: sometimes. know, uh, it, 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 uh, 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 all of... Th- listen, everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> no, no, Everything, everywhere is made up. It's all made up, Yeah, you know? So everybody's got their own rules on what they... Why not? That's our told you know? Doesn't and matter. Lar- and it made la- and, and I'll never forget <laughs> Lars just being so upset about it and like even mentioning it later when they did win. Yeah. I remember thinking... Must be nice.
1: (laughs) The guy with the flute—it was a strange thing. Whatever you know, Jeff Tweel deserves awards.
2: (laughs) Everybody deserves awards.
1: (laughs) Well, let's talk about your sixth album, Butch Vig. Once again, right? Incredible Mm -hmm. producer.
2: Have you met Butch?
1: I haven't, but it's funny because I play drums with Courtney Love, so there's a (gasps) lineage there. So there's definitely a connection there so That's we talk awesome. sometimes on instagram or oh, in this great. like friend group thing uh, but uh yeah but a, i don't know him but he's an incredible producer should I, meet, you should talk yeah, to him he's love a to wonderful him. yeah i'm ask, assuming ask you're, him. yeah i would love to i'm assuming you're big fans of we're some literally
2: records. going into his house right now right after we'll, this because we'll we have some it, stuff okay.
1: yeah well amazing yeah but you were huge fans i guess of some of
2: the most amazing records ever that he did right yeah but we're more fans of him as a person like he yeah he is officially now as a friend outshined anything he's ever done for me musically in Even my never life. Never mind. Yeah, I mean I, that, stuff. that was cha- never mind was a life-changing experience. Um for sure. And uh, again, going back to my sister, I tell Butch this story, and Butch has another story about a guy trying to beat him up at a high school reunion cuz <laughs> oh, all the bands the, he I'm likes aren't try. popular anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I I never I, I was tell Butch I'm like it, it is wild. Um, it's very rare you have these moments and I was like, I remember my sister's boyfriend who was w- probably one of those No Bozo Jam guys yeah. who probably had an apartment in Hollywood that had an Ampeg as a table <laughs> and he wanted, he called my sister up and he wanted to talk to me and my sister says, hey, he wants to talk to you so I answered the phone and was like, hey, how's it going? He goes, hey, Brian, you don't like Nirvana, do you? <laughs> I said, yeah, I do and he went,
3: Oh. <laughs> 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 it's told me so
2: much about what was happening. Like how the <laughs> like <laughs> the threat of this thing yeah, which is interesting because we now live in a universe where Def Leppard and, and Nirvana can coexist yes. and you can enjoy both. Yes, you yes. know, but at the time that was not the case. That's true. You know, they had the reins for way too long. Yeah.
1: You know. Remember the fight between Axel and Kurt at the MTV awards? Yeah, they I had to that?
2: they had to leave. They had to um th- the story is they had to get out of there. Yeah. Because, Guns N' Roses are pretty pissed off about <laughs> yeah. the whole like. So, what was it? I was mean, that's that like, silly. Yeah, what, yeah I think know, that was <laughs> I don't know, Well, involved. because <laughs> it's not you know it's it's like if you're at that moment, Guns N' Roses is at its most bloated, where you are on stage with this m- massive orchestra, Elton John's coming out, it's so insane, and then you have three people. One of them knocks himself out with a bass that's just slashing around. They're Clearly cooler. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are clear <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. you get to meet Butch. I think you met him at like a
1: taco place. Oh and we met right? him over and
2: over time just through mm-hmm. friends and we always liked him. I met him at the taco place, he saw me. That's when he wanted me to sing for garbage for garbage on yeah. the track. And then I went over there while we we're um where were we were yeah, we were making a record with Jack Knife who we love too. Oh. Jack Knife Lee, who we adore. He's a wild man, you know? Yeah. And um, a lot of energy. He's wonderful and <laughs> yeah. Topanga I just love that guy. And then but we always like to sort of move on and, and, and try something new. And so I have such a good experience working with Butch and Billy Bush, who's his right hand man, Shirley Manson's husband. Yeah. And I came back to them just like, Oh it was such a nice experience that when we went when the next record I just thought let's just let's just ask Butch and he always seems willing to. So let's just say, Hey, you wanna yeah. do it? And he did. <laughs> and I'm so glad we did because it is amazing. In the oh. process of this record,
1: actually, you didn't even do demos, right? You just sort of went to the studio yeah. and just sort of came out of you, right?
2: Yeah, you know, it's just different. It was, you know, what a what a time yeah. we were all in, right?
1: Yeah, a lot to write about.
2: Yeah, uh, it was more really <sighs> like talking about that present tense meditative thing. If it's healthy for somebody like me, it was more like there's these little pockets where I wasn't helping my son Zoom school and things like that. And I just needed, I would just find pockets to be in my room and like have the acoustic and just start making things just to feel better and keep myself comf- com- company. Yeah. And just eventually those become, and I don't know what they're for, you know, they were just, th- they were, I guess that's what they were for, you know, to just give me something to work on. Um, and then over the length of it, as vaccination started, I felt like, well, I got some stuff and, let, and let's just, you know, maybe there's a Silver Sun stuff. I don't know. You know, I mean, that's what our band is, I guess, but you <laughs> know, I don't know if these are good. I don't know what these are, right. you know? And um, just said, butch, if you, if you, I, we know now how we work with each other and he's so quick and he loves, he loves to be lost and he likes wanderlust. That's what's so great about him. Yeah. He's not, in any way, cemented into like the successes of what he has, he has a great perspective of it, and I think he's actually even coming to grips with that perspective because it's an, uh, probably a very intense feeling to have be involved, be one of a very small amount of people involved in something so massively important to uh-huh. people that I think even he, as he's growing, is having a better relationship with mm-hmm. it. You know, and some of the best
1: ears in the business, profound yeah. stuff, yeah. But
2: just never mind, forget yeah. everything else, yeah. Yeah, That just means so much to people. It's so big. It's bigger than anything. anything yeah. You know, Kirk Cobain is going up on people's walls to this day. You know what I mean? And it just touches people still. And so he's one of the only conduits to access it. Yeah. But he's not, he doesn't live there. He, he's lives now and he, he has all that, um, experience, but it, it's, just another way for him to get lost where he feels happiest and that's where we feel happiest and so when we met and when he sees us and that when and I'm sure bands say that a lot but as soon as they get down to it maybe they inadvertently put their safeties up well we gotta sound like this and this and that and this and he met us and he, he realized that we meant it when we didn't know like we want to just see where this we want you know we want to get lost and get confused and and he that's the place he loves to live too. Now, does he Confusing give you a lot of guidance? Butches, very fun.
1: Yeah. Does he give you a lot of guidance, or does he just let you do your thing and say at the end of the song, you know, sounded great, or is he in there really no, he, picking he, apart the songs? Will
2: he'll just he'll say he'll say something here, you know, and then we'll kind of go, oh, yeah, he's good at like aiming you towards the corners because mm-hmm. if you're if you're part of the like getting it out to him and the band. It's so hard. Like, you know, when you have it in your mind, you play music, right? So you have it in your mind. Is, is that getting it out of your mind to reality, where people are going to now tinker on it, it can be a clumsy journey. <laughs> I hate the word journey, by the way, because I <laughs> watched the Oscars and I was like, you everybody take a drink when someone yeah, says yeah. brave and journey. <laughs> 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 um, no, but uh, it, it can be clumsy. And with Butch, He's so quick, and there's it, it makes it's easy for me to get it out. And and I thought it would even be easier if it was just like, okay, the band hasn't been vaccinated yet. I have, you have, you feel comfortable. Let's just start quicker. We're not going to demo, not going to do anything. We're going to come in and I'm going to play these things on acoustic. What I think, how some of it very complete, some of it have lots of parts. And we'll see what happens. And he's fast. So we're going and going and going. And then it was easily an album. Mm. Like, there so, was so much more. And I didn't, I guess I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how much was in there, you know? Happened fairly quickly for you in terms of the recording process?
1: Was it? Uh, so quick.
2: Yeah. He's quick. We're he quick. quick. We work really yeah. fast. It's, it's you gotta, And you have to be paying attention in there or you'll get lost. Yeah. Yeah. How does
1: his production style differ from other producers you work with, by the way? Just because I feel like as a drummer, he has a
2: different take on things. Well, he has a really interesting take, don't you think?
0: Well, I think he he makes it a point to get everything out of each individual mm-hmm. person. You know, he's not just like, although, you know, he started with, with Brian on this one, he's just just as curious to see what everyone else wants to contribute which I think as a member as you know as a drummer in garbage he knows what it's like to be in a band and 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 to uh, I think he's great at drawing things out of people and for being such a, a a fast worker he's also the most patient person I think that we've ever worked with like he'll just wait on something and just have you try things multiple times in different ways and he has a way of making you feel very comfortable and confident and just like never makes you feel like you're wasting his time, which is I mean works really well for us, yeah so
1: because you kind of skip the demo process for this record, but other records
2: were you actually
1: demoing before or what I mean what was the process? yeah
2: we started I mean on honestly we there's only three records that we demoed and and rough like we we don't we are not concerned with recording ourselves, never really have been we're not concerned with like how things sound necessarily like uh, a lot of times i don't have lyrics but i'm a real good mumbler <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah
0: harm like think ways in which he wants the like when we the words to go once yeah. the words yeah, I come ca-
2: yeah because I, I like to play around with things too because i want to try and I, I like the way things sing out and sometimes it's like
0: you have good maps of where you want to it's go.
2: important to me that you know with with words, I want them to have parameters w- because it's like uh, it's just I like the way this sounds so it has to be a word that has that thing. it just has to you mm-hmm. know for me um but um he is a like you said he's a band member, and I think that makes him i mean and garbage now that we we know this now more than we ever did before is a functioning for probably that. now more bigger yeah. than ever uh and he is a member of a band, a full working band and he's one of a group of people. And so he absolutely knows where that comes from and yeah. I think that makes it m- that makes it with the limited amount of producers that we've worked with who are all wonderful. We're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um that perspective uh, especially for our dr- uh Christopher our drummer is uh I think what really I- makes it special mm. and unique.
1: Even on Empty Nest you're singing more Nikki, which is great, yeah. right? So do you feel like oh I think
0: that he helped give me even more confidence in in doing that and I think Brian has always like encouraged me to sing more and I think that I just like got some space to experiment more which was which has been a really nice experience on this one especially
1: and the record's been out since I think August of last year now that you've had some time to sit with it you have some favorite songs for the set list it's gotta be hard putting together a set list by the way you know so many great songs it is this, well, thank you. <laughs> you know it was it was.
2: It's hard to put together a set list because our songs are long, mm-hmm. and so nothing under four minutes. But yeah, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny people. We play those radio festivals, <laughs> which listen. Like I said, we're happy to be invited to all all parties. <laughs> you know, it's and we're we're there to do our job. But somebody will be like, yeah, I can only play like 10 songs. We had half an hour. And I went, wow. <laughs> we played five. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> it was really weird. We barely played anything. And people are like, don't even think of yelling out a song title because that's already taking up time. Um, <laughs> no talking in between. This yeah. this time, I think during the... Uh, we got a lot of tour, uh, uh, local touring or North American touring. We got some of it done for the record previously, which was called Widow's Weeds, before we canceled. And then there was these little makeup show pockets that we would, I mean, this is a really weird sentence to say, but it's true between Omicron and (laughs) Delta or I can't remember (laughs) the name between the two Autobots. (laughs) We tour like there's moments of these little bursts of touring Mm -hmm. in COVID and, and, uh, that was fun because we thought let's completely do something we never would have done. It is going to be every single, single, <laughs> whatever In that means. But you know what I mean, yeah. like anything that's sort of that. We just did all of that, and that made our set a little longer, and that was fun. And but then by doing that, we, by the time it came to this, we said, uh, you know what, we're just going to play a little longer, and this is going to be physical thrills heavy, and. And then we're, we will scatter those songs throughout. We always sort of will, yeah. but we're leaning into this. And as the shows went on, and just the way it, just the way it's gone, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's the feeling that we've been getting from people involving the album. We added more of those. I think because we've know. been
0: putting out a, a video for every song yeah. too. It's like by the time we get to the shows, people are familiar with a lot more of. People our know new this album. record
2: a lot you know yeah. and it's exciting
1: it's a great record by the way thank physical you. thrills thank you. thank you more touring coming up yeah yeah talk to me about the tour coming up you just finished yeah. literally like cool. a couple
2: days I ago. i think it's all gonna be spurts there's so many places we still haven't been so we're we're we have a lot of touring coming up
0: <laughs> maybe in the northwest and uh, we have a time. lot of tours. Maybe covered. Tokyo. Maybe
2: oh, man. Tokyo. Let's put it out there into the ether. You want to go? That's
0: on the way to Seattle. <laughs> where do you want to go? When, I'll, yeah. when you I'll you go, go whenever. Let's I love do it. it. You want to go to Iceland?
1: Let's yeah. play yeah. In Iceland. I, I want to go to Iceland. That's <laughs> where I want to play.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> sure. But we do this fun thing at the end of the show, which is always something that people seem to really love. So, I'm going to ask you some questions here. The top five most underrated bands of all time. That's tough yeah one. So for some pickups. You want? You want to? Well, I mean, in
0: in my mind, it would be. Bands that everyone knows that are great, but they just never got quite as popular exactly. as their contemporaries yeah. or something. Like, um, I mean, I guess I would say... S- but see, I don't... Like The Kinks, okay. I feel number like... Number five, The Kinks. Number five. We'll just go with that. That's a good one. And um, I mean, I still, like I said before, the Radar Brothers are one of my favorite. They have the one of the best albums ever called And the Surrounding Mountains. So I would say that everyone should know them.
2: Brian, number three? 10,000 Maniacs.
0: Okay.
2: I feel like that's again, it's weird to me that when when I play those music, people (laughs) don't know it and love it. Or people go, yeah, where are they? Uh I'm like, I don't know why this isn't being played all over the place still. You know what
1: I mean? Uh, Number two, the top five most underrated bands of all time?
2: Radiohead, they really (laughs) need a chance. Let's give those guys a break. Yeah, what's number two? Number two. I say vinyls or Sinead O'Connor?
0: I think we could say both of those because I think Sinead O'Connor got a bad rap because there was so much other publicity with her that sometimes her music got lost in that because... I think
2: she got too big. That song was too big for somebody like her.
0: Yeah, but her actual albums are wonderful and really f- innovative first you know. record yeah. is the
2: punk rock yeah she's so punk rock and to the point on saturday night live that whole thing yeah. it's like mm-hmm. what a, what a bunch of garbage that is right so
1: number one Sinead o'connor i think so okay. yeah right yeah.
2: now you know let's it's all that. about we like so much stuff <laughs> we're so just it's listening like whatever, right now. whatever we're focusing <laughs> yeah. on now this will change <laughs> but that's what i think what was number two divinals
0: let's see, divino okay yeah that's a good one
1: yeah and last but not least the top five silver Silver-Sun pickup songs of all time uh, oh, and
0: I know Nicky's. yeah you do know my favorite
2: can i guess your number one <laughs>
0: You don't have to guess it You know it Yeah yeah. Growing old Getting old Is your number one I feel like we both Got teary eyed on that one I remember you got teary eyed When we listened to the mix But I had just Oh I had just been hiding My tears Because I heard it Right before you got in And then you started I mean it's weird To be teary eyed About your own (laughs) song But there is something special I think about that Because it
2: was It was That record was hard to do That was number one Yeah it took For you yeah For you okay For Me? me Yeah Oh, well, number two,
1: let's go chronology. That was
2: number one, okay. so number
0: two. Well, it might be a co-number one, so
2: I, bye l- I'm a real recency bias. <sighs> I'm really proud of, I guess the songs that I think about that I like the most are the ones that feel real, meaning like there's something about them that I cannot hear myself in. You know, I can actually, as close as I can judge it on, on its own which is impossible really to do I have no clue what our band sounds like I'll never know what we're like live you don't google the band nothing no uh, well I assume this is what I assume we're the greatest band in the world we're the worst thing that's ever happened I don't need the internet to tell me I I just exist like knowing that that's probably how it goes if we're like anything else in the world I re-
0: at a show recently I was like I wonder what this sounds like yeah like, I wonder what we do sometimes you ever trip out <laughs> like I wonder, wonder who what we are <laughs> What it, what are you watching?
2: <gasps> you know what I mean. What what is this? <laughs> you know. <All> right, <laughs> you know number my, two. you know my son number made two. that T-shirt? He's seven. <laughs> um, number two, Silver Sun pickups. Of I'm all a big fan of a song called "Sticks and Stones" on the new record. Yeah, I'm. I love that one. Great song. I'm. I'm proud of it, and I just so thrilled that somehow that c- it came out. My <laughs> favorite
1: song on the new record by the way. No
2: way. Yeah. Awesome. I'm oh. oh, good. Talk Cliff Bernstein that our manager I was like <laughs> oh I really love this and he's like Huh. interesting. <laughs> 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 Alright number three.
0: Um, hey, go ahead. How do you feel? I feel good ab- about how Quicksand turned out. I really like it. Oh another new yeah. one. Yeah. yeah quicksand's quicksand's
2: one. a tough one for me because it's definitely emotional. I'm glad we're playing it because it's hardening, hardening me to it because uh-huh, now I have yeah. a different relationship with it that's technical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And once that kind of gets involved where I'm like trying to make it happen live, I can have a little bit of a... Before, uh, just the thought of playing it live, is like, whoa, why? But now I'm so glad we do. Yeah. yeah. People love... Because I love <laughs> when people don't know... Like The idea of our band is like everyone is... I, I would say... Watching everybody grow, everybody's gotten pretty good <laughs> at their instrument, uh-huh. but w- nothing is designed for you to know that. Going back to Elliot Smith, what was so amazing about Elliot Smith is that he's clearly one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But you think you could just pick uh-huh. up a guitar and play a bunch of basic chords, and you probably can play I his like songs, yeah. but you don't know that. <laughs> right. But you have the vibe that you could, because it's nothing showing off about it at uh-huh. all, uh-huh. and when you watch it, you're like, what <laughs> I had no idea that's what was going on. So it's like that's always felt important to me. Like anytime stuff gets real technical and stuff, we're always hoping that it doesn't it's not spotlighted. You know? But live when those moments do get spotlighted and people are aware of what is actually happening, like a mm-hmm. quicksand, you it's actually your base and doing stuff. It's, it tickles me beyond beyond measure that people go, What
0: Nikki? <laughs> I
2: love that so much. Um, So, all right, sounds number three.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm going
2: to go way back. Well, no, I can't. Number four is a song off of Better Nature, which is our fourth record. It's called Pins and Needles. Yep. I'm real proud of that one. Something live we played here and there, never quite spent enough time with it as Mm -hmm, a group mm -hmm. to get it to where I wanted. You know what I mean? Acoustic, it always felt the best. We were close. And and to people they probably heard it, you know. You know how it is when you're playing. It's almost less about like the output. The output is the same, but you're the way you get to deliver that output is clunky in your head. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't like the way that feels. But they hear it and it's okay. Mm Yeah. But you don't like how it felt coming out of you because it was too difficult. And they have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. No, and honestly, yeah, you know what it's like. you're The worst shows of your life are the ones (laughs) people love. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my god, those club days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, wow, that was a bad one. <laughs> you guys were great tonight. <laughs> and then you... Yeah, like that was you the worst were, show of my life. You played very well. and People were like, yeah, it's good. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and number five.
0: Uh, old one. I mean, are you saying it? Let's see. Are you saying something? No, say okay, I just Let's know. say it together well, the same time. No, Ready? I don't Here think go. it's going to be the Hold same one. one. Let's do the same it's one. Not going Here, no, I know it is. Okay. It's going to
2: be a podcast miracle. Okay. There's no way it won't be the same. It
0: might not be. Here we go. One, two,
2: three. Right. 3 Lazy uh, Eye go- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't not I'm say up for lazy, lazy eye. eye I mean it's oh, such an yeah, iconic Oh yeah no song.
2: I love it too but I was going to say melatonin I it.
0: was going to say melatonin is one of my favorites but uh, For me it's uh, all the go in between All the go in between which is way. off of pickle Yeah
2: and again th- my list is cuz I, I, I love lazy eye I just hear myself So it's like it's another one of our fake songs. <laughs> that like that, It's another one that those was like, we duped. What are, <laughs> wow, I wonder when people are going to figure out we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like, like Nikki, they
3: still think we're a real band. <laughs>
1: you know? Brian and Nikki, I could do this for like nine hours. Yeah, it was a, a pleasure. This is a pleasure. I hope we get to yeah. do this again yeah, studio, for sure. Let's yeah, Part night. two. We'll we do should. SSBU. we, we got to get Butch Vig oh. in here. I would love to. That'd yeah. be great. Thank okay. you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Great to see you both.
3: This is Lips L.A.
1: Well, that was awesome. Brian and Nikki of Silver Sun Pickups. If you like the show, please make sure to tell a few friends about the show. The show is available every other Monday on all platforms, Spotify, Apple. Give it five stars if you like it. If you like what you hear, it's very important to us. Follow us on all sorts of social media, at Scott Lips, at Pod, at Spin Magazine. I appreciate you tuning in. We have a lot of exciting guests coming up soon. And uh, take care. See you soon.